Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And uh, on this episode, we talk about the new Panthers. Brand new, sort of. Frank Reich's gone. Uh, Jerry did a solo pod yesterday talking about, uh, or was it Monday? It was Monday because I was out sick at work. Because yep, yep. I woke up and heard the news and I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you got sick days for, never mind. Um, so yeah, Frank Reich is fired. Uh, Jerry did talk about it and uh, very kindly read the text messages that I sent him about my thoughts on it. Uh, but basically, yeah, we're happy he's gone. Um, I, you know, it sucks. I wish that things weren't going this way. Uh, I wish that Frank, uh, in the first place, was never hired. Yes. Uh, but since he was hired, I wish it would have worked out, obviously. I, you know, seems like a great person, but I, it does not seem like he's a good head coach. No, not at all. He doesn't seem to be able to fit his players. He he has his own mindset, and that's what's going to work. In fact, I heard since his firing that the front office, don't know, I just heard front office, mm-hmm. went to him the week before the last game and was like, hey, Bryce Young played great in an RPO system. Let's put him in more some of those RPOs that he succeeded in in Alabama. I'm not a big fan of RPOs, but I get it. That's that's an understandable reason to do that. Sure. He said, no, that's not what I'm doing. That's not what we're doing here. It wouldn't surprise me. I, I, I also heard that. Oh, did you have some more to say? I was just going to say, I mean, you tell the front office that after they tell you, hey, this is kind of what we want to see some more of this. Yeah. And then you lay another egg out there against one of the worst defenses you face. Yeah. What I had read was that over the last couple of weeks, really since he took back play calling duties from Thomas Brown, that he was pretty much ignoring anything and and taking uh, the collaborative effort stuff was out the window so i think he was desperate trying to find you know trying to force his scheme down everybody's throat and and make it work and it just just wasn't working so i am very uh curious i would not say i'm optimistic but i am curious to see what the team looks like in the coming weeks, I don't expect to, there to be too much change this week because there just hasn't been enough time. But over the next few weeks, you know, what do we see from the de- uh, from the offense that's different? Do we see mm-hmm. more of the RPO stuff? Do we see more shots downfield? Do we see a change up in the blocking scheme? Right. That that's what I'm hoping for. More yeah. more protection changes than anything else. Yeah. So I'm I'm very curious to see what can be done, you know, with the current players as, you know, as constituted right now. I do think there will be changes. Uh, I think the Panthers will look better. It, it always well, seems I, like to be the case, right? Like uh, Jeff Saturday came in and got a win in his first week yeah, with the Colts last year. I, so. I will say with uh, Steve Wilkes, when he took over last week mm-hmm. or last year, it didn't make the – we lost badly his first week. And right. I was like, oh, no. And then he started getting it together. So if they look bad, don't freak out. you got to I mean, understand one this in is ten. one week. Yeah. I, 
There's I no mean, reason to freak I, out at this point anyway. <laughs> well, I guess you're absolutely correct on that, but I'm just saying in general, there's no point of, hey, we fired Frank Reich for nothing. Look, one week is not enough to completely change a whole system right. on offense. Right. Yeah, uh, but it will be interesting to see what does change. Um, I, I was listening to Chris Tabor speak today. He had a press conference, and, uh, you know, he, he doesn't say anything. He's the hmm. most coach-speaky guy that you'll ever meet. He does seem to be very excited about the opportunity. Very, oh, yeah. he, he He's a very likable guy. Uh, he seems very energetic. And, you know, maybe that rubs off on the team you know uh he, he did talk about they changed up some of their meeting stuff like are having longer position meetings now again I, I don't know that that translates to anything on the field but maybe they're a little more prepared yeah maybe you never know i mean yeah. you don't know what's gonna light a fire under some of these guys you never know so right right and, and again i have no problems with Tabor taking over I, no i think, I he's think it's been a, in the league yeah i think it's a good he's, good good choice yeah he's been in the league for a while he's done the interim thing before i have a little little soft spot for special teams coaches especially when they get a head coaching job just because Mm. you know they don't get that attention right but i was like looking it seems like when they do for the most part they do have some success now joe judge for the giants did not but john harbaugh has bill cower was a special teams or coordinator before he was a defensive coordinator too so yeah but yeah I, I saw some consternation from some fans about evero or thomas brown not getting the you know the job uh but i i like that they're going to continue to be able to focus on I, first of all i really like thomas brown's gonna have full reign over the offense yes. let's see what he can do let's see you know this is gonna be a big opportunity for him and I think an even bigger opportunity than if he were given the head coach I agree. job where likely the Panthers are only going to win one or two more games this season at best. So let him turn the offense around. And if he gets the offense rolling, even with two, three games left to go, that's a boon for him. That's a real, that's a nice feather in his cap. So I like that. Evero has been doing a good job with the defense all year. May, I could have seen him being the head coach. I could have seen the interim thing for him. I think it makes more sense for him than it did for Brown. But, again, I think keep that defense rolling. Tabor was a good choice. Caldwell would have been an interesting choice. Yeah. I, I, Caldwell is supposed to be helping Brown, but mm-hmm. I'm glad he didn't get the I, – I prefer it this way, to be honest with you. I, I, I would have preferred so. Evero or Tabor. I think those yeah. two are the good choices. Yeah. So I like it. Uh, and again, we're one in 10. Frank Reich was just, I hate that this is now the second year in a row we've hired, we fired a head coach during the season, right? That's never good. But Frank Reich was not the right guy. He was getting Bryce Young killed. Yeah. And he was, and he kept going with the same. I, I guess my biggest problem was he was getting him killed. And there was no progression from Bryce. There was no progression from the offense. Regression. And Frank Wright, yeah. And he just never really tried to do anything different. It was like, come on, man. You got to try something different. And it wasn't. He had no ideas. 
He didn't know. He didn't know how to fix it. He just didn't know how to fix it. Uh, you know, there have been reports from various places saying that he initially, he, you know, he wanted Stroud and it was forced upon him. I don't know how true that is. Tepper came out and refuted all of that, as I think he would. But uh, let's talk about that real quick. So David Tepper spoke yesterday. Kind of. He spoke. He didn't say much, but he spoke. <laughs> he talked a lot about the concerts that he's brought to Bank of America Stadium. Dear God, David Tepper, stop bringing that up. No I, Panther fan gives a rat's butt behind about that, okay? All right, what about we the high school be- football? Oh, yeah, high school football <laughs> wasn't here either. Shut up. Seriously. Quit, quit puffing your chest out like you're the greatest thing that came to North Carolina. Stop it. Jerry, We're he's the about he's football. the bringer of music. <laughs> By the way, that David Tepper, bringer of music, that should be a, his nickname. No, seriously, stop it. It is yeah. annoying when people are talking about how bad your football team is, and you're still acting like, oh, you never knew what concerts were. I don't. You know what concerts do? They line your pocket more when they go fill up Bank of America Stadium. I don't go to the concerts. Do you go to the concerts? No, I don't care about those concerts. We don't care. Concerts in a giant stadium like that are terrible. Exactly. They're always bad. The people that go to those, for the most part, aren't the diehard Panther fans. And if they are, they're not saying, oh, my God, thank God for David Tepper because he brought, I don't even know, some country music star here. No. We're saying, hey. This team is 30 and 60 under your reign. We fired three head coaches. Come on. We look like garbage because of you. Get your head out of your behind and start paying attention. Stop acting like you're a football guy. You're not. You suck. Let the football guys do the ma- the majority of the decision making. Not this. He, he He's touting his accomplishments of things that he's brought to the city. Right, because he's obviously not brought good football to the city. He brought a soccer team. He's brought <laughs> concerts to Bank of America Stadium. Uh, you know, Bank of America Stadium has way more events than it has had in the past. Sure. Uh, again, the only events that I care about going on in that stadium are Panthers football and Charlotte FC. I do care about Charlotte FC, but I like Charlotte FC, but yeah. I don't really. But that's you not can take them away if I could give playoff wins for yeah. Panthers. Have your have your music press conferences or your high school football press conferences or your Charlotte FC press conferences. Well, well, this was obviously a Panthers press conference. Nobody wanted to hear that crap. Nobody cares about that crap when it comes to the Panthers. We just want to see good products on the field. And the, and the way he, he answered the question where he was talking about all this was basically what can you tell the fans who you told to be patient four or five years ago and the patience is wearing out. Well, he just talked about music and co- high school football. Like, that's terrible. <laughs> what a terrible answer that was. Not only that, he, not the, he never seems to want to take any, like, fault. Nothing's his fault. He hired, he hired Matt Rule. He hired Frank Reich. Those were his guys. Yeah. He hired them. There was no, like, other people really helping out. That was his hires. They failed. Say, hey, you know, I, 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 I think I'm learning lessons, you know, something. No. He, <laughs> he, he ducks and dives. It's like 
it's his ego's too big to accept he's wrong. Well, so when he fired Matt Rule, mm-hmm. he talked. He did say that he had made a mistake by hiring a CEO type head coach, which to me, in hindsight now, seems like he wanted to hire a head coach who just did whatever he said, who just followed orders blindly. Uh, and Frank Reich, for all of his strengths, didn't feel like a guy who's going to go stand up to the boss. He feels like a guy who knew his place, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, if if he was being told to run stuff and he wasn't doing it, yeah. Who's but who was telling him that? I, I don't know. It, was it Scott Fitterer, who's a dead man walking? Like I don't know. I did read. <laughs> I did read something today where uh, someone said that Tepper what was watching a play or watching a Cleveland game. And saw a play oh. and wrote it down on a piece of paper and gave it to the offensive coordinator. I was like, "Here, I need you to run this play. I, you know, I like this play. Run this play." I mean, if if that's true, just you know, maybe the worst example of his meddling. But yeah, he other. So I mean, he he honestly didn't say a lot in the press conference. He he didn't talk about why he fired Frank Reich, other than to say one in ten is not good enough. You know, and, and that he didn't see progression. He didn't see improvement, right? Which is fine. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think we all saw that, for. right? Um, but he, he wouldn't talk. He didn't answer any questions about Scott Fitter. He, he wasn't even asked a question about Scott Fitter until the very end as he was walking off the stage. He ignored it. Uh, he didn't give Scott Fowler. He didn't let any of our beat writers <laughs> ask any he questions. Let, he let, I think Joe Person asked some questions, but he did not let Scott Fowler speak scott fowler was in the front row <laughs> with his hand raised the whole time he and scott I, I tweeted out scott fowler and david tepper are the uh it's the best rivalry in panthers history which i, I mean, think I, is the case at this point God, I, I i it's so sad he he's he can't he can't take it he can't take losing he's never had this issue yeah and he's a spoil sport that just we have a little toddler child billionaire as our owner right now that's the way i view him until that, proven the bringer differently of music. Yeah, the bringer of music until proven differently you know until he can show that he has learned some lessons yes and until we can see a winning product on the field then you know he, he deserves every bit of criticism coming his way he just he doesn't seem to get it like we get it you're a fan once too but show some sort of like hupspa for you know apologies you know hey you know I, i'm gonna hire a new first of all we need to get a new gm let's be honest look at the drafts 100 percent. we're going to i mean scott fitter hasn't spoken in months <laughs> he has not been out there in months uh, uh i i 100 he's gone at the end of the season I think so too. I think none of the claims and stuff like that on some of these good yeah. waiver wires, I think speaks volume. Um, the guys on WFNZ, their middle show today, I don't know their afternoon show, whatever was talking about. They're going to put in a, out a missing persons report on <laughs> Scott Fitter because yeah. they haven't seen him in so long. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's disappeared. He's, he's been, the keys have been taken away. I, I would assume, but yeah. Um, so not, you know, I was excited to hear him speak, and I came away very disappointed. And 
with no no real hope. I mean, we'll see what he does. We'll see what he does in the offseason. Does he hire a search firm? I hope so. It, it would be a good idea yeah. for, for both GM and head coach. He did – what did he say? I don't remember. I, maybe I dreamed this, but I think that they're going to hire the coach first. Of course they are because they because yeah. he wants to do it backwards. Yeah. Unlike everybody else in the NFL. And then the coach will have a big hand in hiring the next GM, which I I don't. To me, that is backwards. It, it's backwards in the NFL. Yeah. So it, it's it, he's been doing this since he's been on it. He's not learning his lessons. That's basically, if he does it that way, he's not learning his lessons. Yeah, agreed. All right, uh, well, that's that. Uh, There was one one move that was made. We assume it was made by Scott Fitterer. Uh, We bolstered the offensive line a bit, Jerry. Uh, Yeah, Panthers signed guard Gabe Jackson, formerly of Seattle, Good pickup, in my opinion, for this late in the season, especially with all the injuries on the our offensive line. And, I mean, not only injuries, the lack of talent and playing ability of our guard position yeah. this season. <clears throat> so, I'm, I'm good with it. I like it. He's he's an older guy, but, I mean, if he can, he can protect, I'm all for it right now. I don't care about the future. I want to care about keeping Bryce Young healthy right now. Yeah. Uh, I went back and looked at his... PFF grades over the last few years and I kind of average, but at this point, give me average, (laughs) like give me an average guy on that line because what we've seen up to this point has just been garbage. And again, you know, maybe the, maybe the scheme changes a bit. Uh, You know, I was uh, one of the four man rush guys posted some stats about uh, the offensive line this year versus last year. And basically going from that power, scheme power blocking mm-hmm. scheme last year to the zone blocking scheme this year and what a massive difference that's what i've been is. screaming with mainly the same yeah you you have you've been on it the whole time but <laughs> but i was looking at you know he was showing the stats and everything and how you know top 10 offensive line last year number 31 yeah. of 32 teams this year with you know largely the same talent for a portion of the season at least uh, you know, I, just why why would you come in and change that? You have a top ten offensive line that you've inherited, head coach's dream. Why would you screw it up so badly? Because Frank Reich, this is this was been, has been my biggest problem with Frank Reich. He doesn't seem to adapt to the players he has. Yeah. He wants them to adapt to his scheme he has. And that's that's not the way you need to play in the NFL. I think that's just the sign of a bad head coach. Exactly. Now in college it works because you can go cherry pick those guys out. Right. It doesn't work in the NFL because you you get talent no matter where they're coming from. Like and, there's talent. And it takes you know, sometimes two, three years to assemble mm-hmm. the talent to fit that scheme, right? You you can't come in and just try to fit a team that you've inherited around your scheme. That's it's asinine. It, it 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 never works. It never works. And I had higher hopes for him, but all right. Uh, what's next, Jerry? 
game preview? Okay. Yeah, well, there is a game coming up. <laughs> there is a game coming up. Panthers uh, traveling to Tampa Bay to face Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay five and a half point favorites. Sorry, Over- I kind of wanted to rant about the David Tampa. No, it's good. It's good. I think that's <laughs> that's what, you know. Since hearing it, honestly, that was my thing I was looking forward to. <laughs> it's been, it's just so stupid. Uh, all right. So uh, over under 37, uh, about what we've seen the last several weeks from uh, Panthers not facing a Dallas Cowboys type team. Wouldn't say that the Buccaneers offense is explosive, really, despite the talent that they have, but. 19.3 points per game. Yeah. Which is, you know, for. If we were averaging that, we'd be probably five and six. Yeah. Six and five, something like that. I mean, just. Uh, what a waste. What a wasted season. Uh, okay, so. No. No, none of that today. All right, Tampa Bay Buccaneers injury reports. Jerry, go. Oh, threw it straight at me. Okay, I like how that was. Injury reports for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Some big names on here. Levante David, groin injury, did not practice. Jamal Dean, defensive back, ankle foot, did not practice. Servolsi, oh, God, Dennis. Illness, did not practice. Yeah, I'm not going to skip this. <laughs> Uh, Mike Green, defensive tackle, calf, did not practice. Now, limited practice, we have Carlton Davis, cornerback, ankle, and Devin White, linebacker, foot. Uh, now, going to full practice is Baker Mayfield, ankle, and, you know, swollen head. Um, moving on <laughs> to Carolina Panthers. All honesty, those are some huge names in Levante Davis, uh, Carlton Davis, Jamal Dean and Devin White, even though I think Devin White will play as just a limited practice. Yeah. So. And, and obviously Baker's going to play. Yeah. Uh, Panthers. Uh, everybody's. Everybody's hurt. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's like 15 <laughs> names on this list. It really is. Let's go with the DNPs first: Von Bell, Marquise Haynes, Hayden Hurst, Taylor Moten, Lavisca Chenault, Adam Thielen, Tommy Trimble, Chandler Zavala, Johnny Hecker. Now, Johnny Hicker is listed as personal. Taylor Moten is always DNPs on Wednesdays, so yeah, not too concerned about those guys, but everybody else up in the air have no idea. Adam uh, Thielen is also rest. Yeah, good, good. Yep, missed that one. Uh, limited practice, got Chin, Gross Matos, J.C. Horn, J- D.J. Johnson, Cade Mays, and then C.J. Henderson listed as a full practice participant. So he is transitioning through that concussion protocol. Probably we'll see him. Uh, uh, now, is it good that we can see him? Mm. You know, I, DB has not been a problem in the last couple of weeks. I was really. gonna say I am not. I am not hating on uh, Troy Hill and a uh, Booty Bootley. Well, Boodle's like out. Boodle's out for the year. So. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, but Dante has been playing well. So <clears throat> yeah, Dante yeah. Jackson's been playing well. I mean, if we could get Horn back, that would be great. I don't I, – is this the last – it's either this week or next week is the last week that they could activate him mm-hmm. or he goes back on IR for the rest of the year. So we'll I'll see. Be curi- I'll be curious about Jeremy Chin if, he, if he's healthy enough to play. Like, is he going to even get five snaps? I mean, I mean, he played last week, right? 
yeah, he, remember, he, to be honest he was, with you. I think he was out there last week. Uh, you know, it's um, it's a it's a it's a battlefield. Tabor is inheriting a shell of a team, unfortunately. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, how do the Panthers that actually suit up win this game? Score points first and That's foremost. That's gonna be a good start. <laughs> that will be a good start. I, well, honestly, even if they don't win, they need to get some sort of rhythm on this offense. I know that this was a common saying earlier on this season, but now that Frank Reich's gone, let's see what Thomas Brown has. Let's see if he can kind of get into a rhythm. Mm -hmm. See if he can, because when Thomas Brown was calling plays, I did notice that there was a little bit different play calls occasionally. Like it wasn't the same five or six plays over and over again. Well, yeah, they weren't successful really, but at least they were trying some different things. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to know what to expect. Again, it's only been a few days, so I can't imagine it's going to be that different. But, mm-hmm. you know, Thomas Brown has full control of the offense now. He, along with Jim Caldwell, are going to be crafting this offense. And I do expect, again, maybe not this week, but I think next week we're going to see a lot of things that we haven't seen so far this year. And I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say one of the keys is going to be getting your hands up on the uh, defensive line <laughs> because we have seen Baker Mayfield struggle mightily when some passes get tipped at the line. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, we've got some big, tall, beefy guys on that line. So I would expect to see three or four tip passes straight at the line this week. Get Baker off his rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know, hit him a couple of times, and yeah. we've seen we've seen firsthand how he can get rattled, and then things just go downhill. Yeah, and if he under pressure, he is he's not good. I yeah. mean, that's that's been his mo, his whole career. Uh, PFF grades this year say the same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's fifty point seven when he's under pressure. Yeah, I mean that it dramatically goes down. Now, when you blitz and don't get pressure on him, he's actually really good this year. So, and he won. Yeah, he has. I mean, you know, the Bucks are four and six, but they're what a game out of first place in the NFC South again, man. Mm-hmm. This this division was so winnable. So winnable. This division was so winnable, and you just play average offense. We're we're leading the division right now, but neither here nor there. Um, yeah, so we'll see how Baker looks. Again, I've been surprised at how competent he has looked this year, mm-hmm. considering how I thought his career might be over after yeah. last year, as a starter at least. But he's uh, he's gone in there and he's he's played fairly well yeah. against the Bucks. Or, and and when, the Bucks. when you're playing him, guard Mike Evans. He loves to chuck it up to Mike Evans, and rightfully so, he's... I eight hundred and fifty yards receiving and nine touchdowns. I mean, if CJ Henderson a- does play, do not let him play <laughs> against against Mike Evans. Uh, I laugh because that's uh, I'm afraid of that. Like hopefully, hopefully JC Horn is healthy because I think that's the only way we can stop Mike Evans. I, I don't think Troy Hill is fast enough to stop him. I don't think no or big enough. 
Um, Dante's fast enough, but he's just... He's not big enough. He's I, not big enough. Mike yeah, Evans it's... will just jump over him and dominate yeah. him, in, in my opinion. I mean, we've seen it. Yeah. You know, it's 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 what happens. So, yeah, I would like to see uh, you know, double Mike Evans, hit him off the block, get him off his game a little bit, do something to slow him down. Because if he gets going, I mean, we, you know, he can get 200 yards on us in a blink of an eye. Three touchdowns and the game's over. You know, so. Yeah. All right. Uh, bold prediction time. Jerry, take it away. My bold prediction is the Panthers score three touchdowns this game. Three. Oh, my God. Three. You're cut off. <laughs> That's insane. It's insanity. <laughs> 21 points what <laughs> hey it's a bold prediction okay? it is but it's extremely bold um i think that we will see twice as many runs from the panthers as we will see passes this week oh and i i, I am all for it especially yeah. against a team that i mean if you get behind it, it's a different story but i think it's going to be a low scoring game i think you're going to see like a 40 20 run to pass split and i think that Bryce will have a good game. I think it's just going to be he's not going to be asked to carry the no. team by himself. And, and that's what he should have been asked to do the whole time. Yeah. You don't need him or they shouldn't have tried to put so much on him. Yeah, agreed. All right, game predictions. <clears throat> my my heart wants to pick the Panthers to win this game. My brain says we're 1 and 10. We just fired our head coach. Half the team's not practicing. Who knows who's going to play, who's not going to play, but I don't care. I'm going to pick the Panthers to win this game. 17-14, Carolina Panthers. All right. I was, I'm going to go with my bold prediction just because I already sure. made you it. already did. Yeah. <laughs> we know you have to at least have 21. 24 13 Panthers. Hey, all right. <laughs> okay, well. Now, I am this not is the first time money. in a, a while that you and I have both picked the Panthers to yeah. win. Now, I, mean, now like I am not putting months. any money on this game. So. No, do not bet on this <laughs> game. Nobody bet on it. If you're going to bet, bet for the Bucks. Don't bet on the Panthers or, to win or, this game. Not, bet the under. <laughs> bet the under for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I could see the Panthers covering. I Even could. if they don't win, I could easily see them covering. Five and a half. That's a lot. Seventeen, like thirteen. Seventeen, thirteen, seventeen, fourteen. Yeah, either way. Yep. Twenty seventeen, something like that. All right. Uh, well, other NFC South games here. We've got the Lions and the Saints in New Orleans. Detroit, a four-point favorite. That seems low to me. I feel like Detroit, even in Saint uh, New Orleans, should be five, six-point favorite. Mm. Uh, that should be a fun game, though. I, I like watching the Lions. They're a fun team to watch. And then we've got Falcons-Jets. That will not be a fun game to watch. That will be <laughs> a terrible game to watch. They have an over-under of 34. I thought 37 <laughs> was bad. It's 33 and a half is what I'm seeing on ESPN. That's, ooh, well, I don't think I've seen that over-under that low. I get uh, it. <laughs> Either way, uh, probably both of those teams good for fantasy defense if you need a streamer this week like I do. And I picked up the Falcons. So, 
hopefully that is a low scoring game. All right. Uh, any final thoughts here, Jerry, before we sign off? I, I just really want to see some rhythm on offense. I, I know I kept saying that, but show me something, guys. That's what we've been Bri- begging for all season. Thomas Brown, Bryce Young, show me something to get hyped about. Like, I know people are still like, oh, we picked the wrong quarterback. He's on this team, guys. Let, let's try to yeah. prop him up. He I is. mean, I, I, you know, again, the best thing that we can hope for for the rest of this season, wins or losses, doesn't matter. Gotta see Bryce get some confidence, make some plays, you know, go into the offseason feeling good. He's going to get stronger. He's going to get, you know, more competent. Whoever the new coach that comes in is going to work with him diligently. I don't think even if even if he looks kind of like he's looked the rest of the season, I don't think all hope is lost. No. And even if it is, you know, he's our we quarterback have a, for two years. For two, we, uh, another right. two years. At, at least, so. at least another one year. At least twenty twenty four. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll have our first round pick in twenty twenty five, but I, I hope that it's not you know a top three pick. No. I really hope it isn't. But all right, uh, I think that'll do it. All right, we want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter, at Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. If you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. And, guys, Greg Olson does not need to be the head coach of this football team. <laughs> Anybody who says that, stop it. Uh, stop it. it. I'd love it. I'd love to see it. That's just a train wreck. It would be chaos. It would be chaos. But Jerry, what if it worked? I mean, if it works, I'm I'm fine with it. I mean, what if it worked, Jerry? I mean, they they could. It doesn't happen. AI, if it works, I'm happy. It 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 doesn't happen in the NFL. You don't get a player who spends a couple years broadcasting go straight into a head coach job. It just doesn't happen in the NFL. Static if he got a tight end coaching job. Yeah, start start off, you know, in the right place, Greg. Like, yeah. and I know the rumor came from Greg himself. Yeah, like he said that he would be interested. Mm-hmm. And there's no validity to it. There, you know, Tepper didn't say he was going to reach out. Hey, hey, guys, you want to hear a rumor? I would be interested if I was asked to coach the Panthers. Just say it. I, I wouldn't be. I've seen how coaches <laughs> are treated. Terrible. I'll take that. I'll, I'll take that league minimum coaching salary. And All right, run. I'll be I'll be the GM. You be the head coach. How's that sound? <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, until Sunday, stay safe out there and keep pounding.